to help people understand what has happened here, there was a very serious situation that occurred in your community. Tell us what happened that night, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a Sunday night, and um, there was a devastating fire in the area where most of my students live in Boundbrook, New Jersey. And it was all over the news, um, and it turned out that it was arson, um, and it just spread so widely. And um, thank God the firefighters got there when they did, because they were working endless hours to stop it from um, reaching more families and more houses. Were there any evacuations that took place? Yes, there were a lot of evacuations. So the actual fire started in um, a building that was um, being built, and so it wasn't completed yet, thank God, because then people would have been living there. But, um, but yeah, so all, all the pretty much the entire area was evacuated just to make sure that if it did spread, that everyone was out and safe. So a lot of my students were evacuated from their homes. Um, now, thank God, they're back. But at the time, they were there. And, of course, this, this being at night, uh, the, the, the flames of fire, the smoke, was probably quite a, a frightening sight for anyone to see. Yeah, they were saying that across the whole town, they could see it like 50 feet in the air. It, it could be seen from so far away. And I live a little far from where I teach, so I didn't see it, but I can only imagine the sight that these kids saw right out their windows, whether they were on the street of the fire or a few streets away, they all saw such like a terrifying image. So you are a third grade teacher and you, you've yes. got an idea for the morning after. Tell us what you did. Sure. So when I woke up, we had a two-hour delay, and at first I had no idea why because I just hadn't seen the news yet. And um, when I was mentally preparing after I had seen the news, I was mentally preparing for the day, and I was just completely torn up, terrified of who was evacuated or who was hurt. I didn't know, and all I wanted to do was be with my kids in my classroom and just know that everyone was safe. So I was just trying to think of something that I could do that day because obviously academics were out the window in my eyes. So I decided to pack up supplies from home just in case anyone needed to get cleaned up, brush their teeth, or wash their hair. So I set up Salon Gano in my classroom, and, um, and it honestly turns it into a little bit of a positive experience or day for them. And we washed the hair of every student, and they each got a blow dry, so we had it all. We had a shampoo station, we had a hair drying station, we had hair ties, so everyone was getting some fancy hairdos. And it really was um, a special way of being together and taking care of really their physical needs, but also their emotional needs, because they were so shaken from the night before. And it got their mind off things and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they were like, can we do this every day? I'm like, not quite. <laughs> but it was fun for that. It was a nice experience for that day. Now, you also talked about the, uh, and when we communicated by email, about the, the firefighters who put their lives on the line and, and something that uh, some of the children did, a thank you note to them. 
Yeah, so I really wanted the day to be a focus on gratitude because I always tell my kids when there will be bad things and scary things that happen to us throughout our life, unfortunately, but if you just have a focus of gratitude for the things that um, do go well or even in the bad, scary times, you can find something to be grateful for. So as soon as I saw their little faces, I obviously hugged them immediately and I was like I'm so grateful to see you today so I just set that tone for the whole class just saying that we are so grateful to be safe to be here today to see each other and to be able to love each other in a little bit of a different way that day and then we ended up writing um, letters of gratitude to the firefighters and the policemen which was really really special because they shared their experience from the night before, and it was a way of helping them express their feelings and what had happened in a way that will also reach the actual firefighters and the policemen who saved their lives, really. In doing something like this professionally, what role does your faith play? A major role. (laughs) So I am a very faithful person, and As I told you earlier, I've been listening to Kayla for over 10 years now, and I always try to incorporate that into my day. And even being a public school teacher, the root of who I am is my faith. And so I, I, God leads me to be like the person that he needs me to be for these kids. So I believe that I'm in their lives for a reason. So I needed to give them something to help them and to really just make a positive impact on their life in that during that tragic time and that trauma, really. And I understand also that you are a published author. I am. Yes, I am. So I um, recently published a book for teachers, and it's called Look Beyond the Clouds, which is available on, on Amazon. And it's really an uplifting, inspirational book for teachers um, to help them overcome burnout and find joy in teaching again. Because we have such a beautiful job and a rewarding job, but it can be clouded by so many um, challenges these days. And so it's just a happy reminder of how we can see that good and really focus on the good each day because there is so much of it as a teacher. All right, Michelle, thank you very much for talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot to share this special story with you.